0: Hey guys, just wanted to check in with you and uh, let you know that I am still doing some work on the 200th episode, but uh, we thought that it would be fun to re-release Maria Bamford's episode because of her brand new show. So I uh, wanted to help get the word out. I'm sure you've already heard of it, but if you haven't, check it out. It's a Netflix show, and she is a wonderful genius. Um, and there are some other folks on the show that you will recognize and love, hopefully, from the podcast. So uh, check it out, and uh, the plan is to release the 200th episode next week. And uh, I hope you all have a great weekend. Bye. Now entering Nerdist.com. to the JV Club I I'm excited to say that this is a this is an oft requested guest that I've that I have here sitting on the couch oh yeah I've had people write me and say everything that you're doing suggests that Maria Bamford should be on your show and why hasn't she been well I'm I'm ready and I'm available I'm almost always available. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were gone a lot. When I first started doing this, you were one of the first people I wrote and I I found you like right as you were beginning like 3 months of just basically not being in town, town. at all.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I also sleep a lot, Janet. I sleep <laughs> About 12 hours a day, then I have a one hour nap in the afternoon. There's only a few minutes of consciousness. And, um, so yeah, I, I have to use that time to make sandwiches.
0: <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I understand. I'm getting a stronger and better sense of your day to day life than maybe I had. I guess what I had in my mind invite really. Involved a lot more jet setting. Uh, Just, you know what? Just shopping, shopping, shopping. Shopping. I just see you out there on Third Street. I just, I love to just get stuff in a bag.
1: And then take it home and just like get my dogs to sit on it so it gets so it's mine
0: yeah (laughs) shortly before you fall asleep on top of it because it's nap time it's and shopping is exhausting it sure is it
1: sure is i do love i mean there is some sweet high that you can get by you know if you go shopping you'd be there like three you have a diet coke and then you like
0: ride it yeah, ride it. Oh yeah, I, that's a dangerous. <laughs> that's a that's that's a danger zone for a lot of. I guess probably I should say women. I hate to say that only women. That, oh, then now, now we've just gotten into the women be shopping no. conversation. That well. would. I mean, m-
1: men be shopping too, and I think I my mean, my dad gets a sweet high. Like uh, sometimes he gets mad at my. At my mom buying all his clothes, which fair point, <laughs> and um, so he'll go out and shop on his own, and
0: he'll oh, he of, shops out of spite, yeah, a little bit,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because my mo- I, my mom is a. Uh, she does things like instead of him buying her present, she'll wrap a gift that she bought herself and say it's from him. Oh, yeah! And he'll get to give her like his own gift, but it's always like sort of like, oh, thanks, honey. Yeah, I mean it's, it's sweet, <laughs> but she wants to make sure that she gets what she wants. Yeah,
0: but it's, it's like of- a. Da- it sounds like it's a dance that he is maybe not as much a part of as some couples. If she's just buying them and self-wrapping them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She 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 loves to shop. My mom loves to shop, and now I realize I think it's a social thing. Like mm-hmm. she likes to connect with people, and then in order to connect with somebody, you have to buy something. Oh no! You know, like oh, well, I have business. to get something, and so she has these gift drawers that are like filled with stuff, like. I've well, I just got this. this really interesting stationery that's made out of
0: elephant poop, and I just thought it would be really fun for Someone somebody. Someone will want this. Somebody there will be some this. situation in which I will have wished I bought
1: it, so I bought it. I bought it, and she likes to support things. Well, I—I I mean, I, I think it's a—it's a way to um, justify. Yeah. uh Spending money and spending time uh, shopping for things that you don't need.
0: I understand that, though. I understand that you. You, I mean, in a way, it's better, right? Because you're, if you are eventually giving it away, or yeah, uh, you yeah. know, rather yeah. than. But I do think. I also think that like magazines, like Martha Stewart Living, and play, like magazines like that, where I will read them and I will really get. I will read them almost as though i 'm going on vacation it 's sort of this thing where I, I read them, and I think a lot of people have this relationship to that kind of lifestyle magazine that um, you know no part of me believes that Martha Stewart is out doing all of the things that are on her calendar and that she doesn 't have a staff of people who are trimming her azaleas or whatever that's happening but that 's one of those magazines that' um, they'll, like every few months it seems like there will be some mention of like the, reorganize your present drawer. Now, we all know that everyone has a present drawer where you buy things and you collect them. And then you've got the drawer underneath. It is the ribbon and paper drawer that you use to wrap these gifts. Because you never know when you'll be invited to a regatta and you'll need a candle for that yacht. I'm not even sure no, wh- no, what no. half the words I said were. But no, no, you know what I no, mean? Like like the... it, there's, the, there's, that, there's that sort of perpetuation of... Part of being an adult woman is yes. that I need to have gifts ready. At any yes, moment yes. I could be asked to you know. Or thank thank you notes. Like some yeah. my friend
1: he's a gay homosexual mm-hmm. and he his boyfriend is always writing thank you notes like just constantly, just like sending out, you know, like great to meet you, phon you know, mm-hmm. just constant mm-hmm. constant thank you notes and Yeah, my mom. She had it when I was a kid. She had a gift drawer, and I didn't like I am right now. I didn't plan very well, like for a friend's birthday party, and I just got really anxious. And so I went in the gift drawer, and all there was was like there was like a history of Abraham Lincoln book. (laughs) I don't
0: know, which by the way probably proves that he was not a vampire, (laughs) as as modern cinema would have you believe. Well, he was. I mean he was bloodthirsty i mean that's. i'm sure. sorry he was a vampire hunter did i say vampire yeah he's a vampire hunter hunter
1: oh he's a hunter That's. he right. hunts
0: the vampires oh. i won't be seeing that film but that is a film that is out that just Oof. opened yeah i will not be seeing that. um i think it was meant to be a spoof but then my friend actually saw it and said that it took itself very seriously as if to suggest that perhaps abraham lincoln was in reality a vampire hunter <laughs> That's that's awesome. not a good sign. So all there was was a history the, the of history Abraham of Lincoln, Lincoln
1: and Angela it was her birthday present. She's super cool, and you know everybody else brought like you know like Rolo packs or like packs of <laughs> um hair hair ribbons and stuff yeah. like that. And I was like oh, okay, but the book was pretty big, so people thought it was like a, an awesome gift because it was like one of those gift exchanges, and, and I. I, and so people kind of like were kind of like, oh, I want that one gift. And then they opened it, and it was a whoever won it was the babe history paper. I'm like, and
0: I hope they, <laughs> they. Well, I don't know what.
1: I have a problem with gifts where I just I get so anxious that it's not going to be the right thing. Yeah. Like I'll look and look and look. And yeah. I'll some go,
0: people don't spend any time with that. They're just like, I just got her a candle and some bath salts. Yeah. And they're and that feels right to them. And and I, that can I be agonize. good. Yeah. Or then
1: sometimes. I'll get like something, like some like my niece and nephews. I got them all stuff from Etsy, like weird Etsy hats. Love that. That was fun. But then the next year, I kind of screwed up. I like got like disparate things. Like I got my niece who's eleven, like tickets for the women's roller derby in Uh their town. I just thought. I think that sounds great. Oh,
0: but she doesn't want to. I
1: don't think so. (laughs)
0: <laughs> was that more of a I would like this So I... I'm going to give this to exactly. you Exactly yes. yeah. yeah Yeah It was not one of my But anyways I did the best that I could And uh... I will say that The 11 the year old Janet Varney Would also have planned poorly So rest <laughs> assured I wouldn't have had anything either But I would not have had A gift drawer to go to Nor would I have gone to it I would have wrapped something Of my own Aww. And given it To that person And I know that seems really sweet But I probably would have pretended like I bought it so I you know what I mean it's not like that's so awesome though too but I mean, I mean there's, so, it's like, ah, there's something no, no, yeah, in yeah. there that feels still pretty <laughs> shitty that I didn't there, just buy something new for someone is there an adult equivalent to that that you still do like well I think I do re-gift stuff but yeah, I don't know yeah. that if, if I re and I guess I guess I'll be honest and say that I've I'm sure I've re and not completely specified as I'm handing it to someone listen this was given to me. I absolutely <laughs> didn't want it. I'm giving it to you. To you. Yeah. I've probably yeah. just given someone something and not said one way or the other anything and just hope that they assume that I took the time to go out and buy it. Buy That's, it. I'm not proud of that. No, no. I, but don't I've, we all do that? I hope we do. I've certainly done that.
1: Or okay. I've, is it... Uh, uh, it's tiresome. You know, I, I don't... Well, I was walking out um, this, this show... Yes. Um, I'm going to now complain about a gift that I got. Um, The champagne is dribbling far too fast in my mouth and I really need a straw. Don't
0: cut yourself with that giant diamond (laughs) bauble you have on.
1: They gave us all skateboards um, as a part of, you know, to celebrate the show. And I was just like, the chances of me getting on the skateboard and and you had to put wheels on it. You have to get Oh, was so the you a, there was some assembly required, some assembly, and I was just like, So the guy who was uh working outside, who was um parking the cars, and all that, I was just like, Dude, do you are you interested in skateboarding? Because he had <gasps> come and said, Oh, that's nice skateboarding, and I was like, I think this might be your day, yeah, you know, your thing.
0: But then I felt bad, like, I mean, maybe you he barely got out it. the door with yeah. the gift in hand before you were ready to pass it off, but maybe.
1: And then I thought maybe he didn't even want it and he was just trying to be nice. Like I just
0: I don't know. My that fr- feels like a short film of following around <laughs> the gift that absolutely no one wants but they all feel like they have to take and then pass along. Do you, I have but my good friend Jackie like she's really good about like being like nope,
1: I don't want it. Uh-uh, <sighs> get it my out mom's of my house like that too. Oh my,
0: my mom my mom is the, maybe the opposite of your mom. My mom doesn't She's got a very small place and she told me um, years ago, (laughs) I never talk about my mom on the podcast. It's funny. I talk about my dad all the time, but this is a, this is a pretty good gem. My mom told me years ago and she, she does this still. She's like, I don't really need you to give me anything. I don't need anything. And everything that you give me that I do keep, I have to get rid of two other things in my house. She's got to deal with herself oh, yes. where if it's worth bringing in, it's got to be worth getting rid of two, not just one, that is interesting. two things Yeah, why to be two? more spare. Like you have to like it twice as much as two things that, you know, basically is one thing in your home because you're going to get rid of two things. So she really did scare the pants off me. And now when I buy her something, I have to be extremely certain that have, it's worth it. Do you like every year, do you make the cut? or you know what i gave her i give her mostly just like gift certificates to think to experiences like or to for groceries or just things that i know that are super practical i gave her for for, i took a big chance um for mother's day and i bought her a canvas tote bag that has um that's like a big nice kind of sundries bag that has uh like a a stenciling of a really beautiful paper cutting of Paris because my mom used to live and she lived in France and she's Aww. taught French and all this and and I thought I'm just going to do it because I think she will use this for groceries. I think she will actually use this. And it was a hit. But a couple years before that, I tried to give her an iPod. And because I thought, I don't know what I was thinking because she isn't into that. She doesn't have like a a cell phone or anything like that. But I thought, oh, she'll want... She, she lives in this apartment and there, she lives around seniors and she's sort of the younger one of the seniors and she's always worried that things are too noisy for her neighbors. So she'll like turn the television off at a certain hour because she doesn't want to disturb anyone or she'll turn her ringer off because she doesn't want to disturb anyone. I thought, oh, if she puts the earbuds in, she can listen to Prairie Home Companion whenever she wants and da, 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 da. And so I bought her this iPod and I loaded it up with stuff. And I, I know this oh, is I'm, so I'm making sweet. her sound like a bad person for not no, accepting it, no, but no. it was a bad idea on my part because I should have known from all the other things about her that she would look at it and go, I don't want this. But to her credit, she opened it and said, I don't, I won't, I don't want this. <laughs> and I ended up giving it to my cousin. It was all fine. Oh, great. Okay. Oh, great, but great. um. And I knew it was a risk. It was that thing where you're really excited about something, but as you're handing it over, I felt like I was proposing marriage to her. I right. winced. Yeah. I winced as I gave it. And even as she was opening it, I heard myself. I knew it was a bad idea when I heard myself saying, oh, now, listen, hear me out. No. Like That's never a good way to give someone a gift when yeah, yeah, you're yeah. already defending it before they've even seen what it is.
1: That's so, I mean, well, that's so lovely that you filled it with songs. I, I mean,
0: I kind of set myself up for the disappointment though, because well, I should have known better.
1: And I wonder, I mean, I once got an iPod, somebody gave me an iPod, and I didn't know what it was. So we I, talked about I this. It away, I gave it away because I didn't know what it was. We I was talked like, about this. It this was seems yeah. confusing.
0: <laughs> and uh, so I, uh, I uh, <laughs> and now, see? Uh, but, but. how That must have been at the beginning of the iPods.
1: Yeah, that was at the beginning of the iPods. And I was like, this, ah, uh,
0: Oh. <laughs> you know, maybe I mean, had she instead of asking someone to just show you how to use it or anything no, like listen, that. Listen, no. I don't
1: have time to learn. Um, <laughs> I know it's so silly. I, uh... I um, I have a have a lovely uh, young co- comedian who's very funny, and her name is Caitlin Kimball, and um, she helps me out. Uh, basically, what she does is just helps me focus uh I we sit it. It, it, she we sit and then i go ah, ah and then uh she helps me uh but she she helped me with like a bunch of social media stuff cuz i was yeah. like
0: i need more help with that too
1: yeah i just go i don't know and then I, yeah and then i just deny that it exists i yeah. just go
0: well, never mind. Yeah, and I go through pockets where I'm really responsible, which is much worse because then I'm I've made myself available, which I want to be. Right, right. And then I get a bunch of tweets, and then something will happen, and two days will be really crazy. Right. And then I'm just gone, and I've just left everyone to think, what is what is wrong with her? How rude <laughs> that she was there one second and like super engaged, and then she disappeared. And it's just a it's just a matter of like how many hours are on a day, or that lack of focus, or just getting tunnel vision about something else or what have you but
1: yeah and like thinking i just
0: i think tweets i also feel like kind of like
1: perfectionistic like it's gotta be good sure it's be really important and um and it's twitter i don't think it actually has to be very important I think I should remind myself. You're right.
0: No, I do follow you, and I feel that I don't get that many, t- I no, that no, many no, tweets. I don't see that many tweets. No, I do so not I'm, tweet. But I'm excited when I see one. There's, then yes, there's I'm, the pressure. There's the pressure. Because then it's been quiet for a while. So you probably it's – a, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because if you're not tweeting much, then it feels like it has to be important opposed to if you are right, tweeting all the time. All the
1: time. Then I could just say
0: – Whatever was on Frozen mind.
1: yogurt. Woo! Sometimes it's really good. Yeah. And sometimes it all tastes the same, and they weigh it. Um, Have you ever gone to the weighing frozen yogurt thing? Yes,
0: I used to eat a lot of frozen yogurt, um, and it was specifically because it gave me a reason to get a melange of toppings that should never exist together, like... To be able to say, I, I, you know what? Yes, there is an entire candy bar on top of this <laughs> uh, on top of this frozen yogurt, along with bananas right. and jimmies and gummy oh, bears and whatever geez. else I put on here, and then the weighing is the humiliation because then you see, like I'm paying twelve dollars for something because I've. I've put a bag of candy on there. Loaded it
1: up. Well, and that's the weird thing. Like, it's always an interesting population in the froze yoga. It always seems like it's a lot of thin white ladies in there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening. As we're all trying to somehow tell ourselves that yeah. what we're doing is healthy, it's, okay. it's a healthier.
1: Because I always think that that yogurt isn't anything, that it's just like styrofoam. And then, yeah. so, but it's fun. So it's like an activity, but it's like
0: sugar. It's styrofoam. Sugar, sugar the styrofoam. sugar siphonam Maria, I, first of all i this is rolling along so beautifully i 'm almost loath to uh put a speed bump in it by asking uh, to put, oh, some child, in, yeah, put, put some of this in yeah put some of the stuff especially about your mom and whatnot, Teams. into context and um I'll tell you, uh, I guess I'm not even asking you now. I'm just telling you what I know about you. Okay. You were born in a place in California that I have never heard of and can't pronounce. It's a Navy base, Port Wynamey. It sounds, it looked Hawaiian. There was an H and then there were a lot of vowels.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure exactly. My dad was in the Navy for about four years in the submarines. And so I was born on a Navy hospital base and it's in Ventura. And I tried to get on there on the base to just see what's what.
0: Yeah. They wouldn't let me on. So your birthing room.
1: Yeah. But it wasn't. I guess you know you kind of gotta, kind of
0: gotta go through proper channels. So it's still an active Navy base. Yes. It seems like a lot of Air Force. I don't know. I don't know why I'm acting like everything's a military ghost town now. Why would I? <laughs> Ever well, since World Peace was declared. Okay, right. what, you, where, what am I basing that on?
1: <laughs> yeah, and then
0: moved to Florida, and then grew up in Minnesota. So um, when were you? When did you get to Minnesota? I know that you were there by eleven because I like, went to your Wikipedia page, yes. which may or may not be
1: true. No, no. Well, uh. I don't know, I haven't checked it. It's a I was 3 like 3. We took the train from Florida all the way to Minnesota oh my. and we
0: um that must have taken like 4 weeks. It was
1: like 4 weeks and my sister kept telling me that if I pressed this button in the railroad car that Donald Duck would come. <laughs> and I spent like the whole time like going would that be a good thing or would that be a bad thing? <gasps> That's so oh. weird. Did you ever press it? I think I must have, and then it didn't happen. I think there was some. Wait, you know, back up. It didn't happen. It did. Well, what exactly. kind of? <laughs> wait a minute. Well, my sister had a tendency uh, to
0: lie. Damn she's it. no longer that. Excited. Um, but um, did where she, did she get the Donald Duck idea? Just some cartoon, Disney cartoon she saw. I don't
1: know. That's a good question. I've never asked her why. It's so specific. Why that? Why and... it was Donald and not someone else? Could have been Daffy. Could have been Daffy. It could have been, you know, Goofy Minnie. Um yeah, she was a lot of fun. How much old is she older? She's, she's older. three and a half years older, yeah, yeah. So and she lives in uh but she looks younger because she has a heart shaped face.
0: Oh and, is that the key? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I had no um, idea. And, what shape and, and would and you say more your, cheerful, face I think. your face is? Your face is heart shaped. <laughs> How dare you? But she's, she's also more very uh, she's
1: very cheerful and upbeat and uh, energetic, and so I think she seems a lot younger than I am. But she uh, she has four kids, and their husband, wow. Mark, and they live in Duluth, and they're um, happy as clams. And, but a group in Duluth, uh, what were, th- okay, uh, yes. I didn't really become, my sister was the troubled teen. She went through the partying phase, yeah. and then they sent us to a, a private catholic school because she was smoking
0: pot What? oh so you just got the benefit of her activities yeah yeah and it was very i mean i
1: don't understand my mom really got hysterical about i mean i just remember it just being like this huge deal that my sister may have been smoking it was just like screaming and it was just terrifying and i was like or at least what i remember and but anyways but then um and i didn't ever really rebel i just
0: uh I just developed an eating disorder. Hey, and that right. was your own private way of rebelling <laughs> yeah. against happiness. Where's all the ice cream? Uh, well, you know what? It's, <laughs> I'm glad that you brought that up because, um, uh, I think you're the first guest that had an eating disorder as a teen that at least they, they were interested yeah. or willing to talk about. And I think that's, First of all, surprising to me. I've talked, I've touched on kind of weight issue a little bit here and there with other people. How old were you and what, how do you remember kind of how that developed and stuff? Well, I think it was just a combo of things. Like I, when I was around 10, I
1: started to get sort of suicidal ideation. I started like thinking of like getting really
0: depressed. 10 Um, is so young to start having those feelings. And I, yeah,
1: I don't know. I think, yeah, it just was kind of like a serious or like thought a lot kind of kid. And I don't know. I mean, now I'm, you have a diagnosis of bipolar two. the new gladiator sandal. Hey, uh, Catherine (laughs) Zeta-Jones. And um, uh, I think Jane Polly is as well. Um, But I, yeah. And so, and then I started getting uh, really anxious uh, socially and had a sort of OCD thing where, um, I didn't want to spend time with people like, yeah. cause I was afraid, um, that I would hurt them. <laughs> it's all very, no,
0: it's I mean, it's so no, but ridiculous, it, no, but it, well, it's, that's the chemical. Yeah. Yeah. It was ke- chemical and it felt you, like, what, what were you afraid when you say you were afraid that you would hurt them? them? What did,
1: um, it's, um, well, it's this type of, which I just learned about like, cause I had always had it since I was like 30, uh, or, or and, and I didn't, sorry, I didn't get it taken care of or go for help for about it until i was like about 33 and um this whole
0: time yeah, from yeah. 10 to 33 you were never seeing a therapist well, or on therapist, medication or anything. but i
1: would tell them i tell them what the thing was and i think you, you have to know about ocd to know specifically about this type of ocd like because um um what it is it's like Un, uh, and Brooke Shields talked about it a little bit with her uh, when she had her. I'm keep dropping these celeb names, but it's, I. Uh,
0: but it, but it's, you know what? It it's so helpful when you. That's that's yeah. what that's what this. I mean, that's what I love about what I'm doing here. Not to pat myself on the right. back, but I just get so much comfort from hearing like I'm not I'm not alone. I'm not crazy because I have yeah. my. I don't even know if we've talked about it. I don't talk about it on the podcast that much, but I had my own. We can talk about my spiral too, if yeah, you yeah, want, because yeah, yeah. I haven't really talked about that much on my podcast. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, but I, anyway, I love a spiral. Please continue. I love um. a good spiral. <laughs> so the so the particular characteristic of this OCD Is, was maybe hard to diagnose for right. a, 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 if you weren't really using those terms.
1: Right, it's not not like um the washing hands kind. It's like um the fear of doing something violent or sexual usually it's something taboo Mm -hmm. and so that person starts to isolate themselves from other people um like a lot of um women with postpartum depression start feeling being afraid that they're going to hurt their babies Mm -hmm. or try to have sex with their babies or something Mm -hmm. i mean just like horrible stuff irrational the things that make it more powerful is that it is so taboo yeah so you can't tell anybody because somebody's like you just you know you're thinking about having sex with your dog and it's like what? And it's like yeah. uh, I know it's exactly what I don't want to do and I'm you know I'm yes. spending being by myself you know so that was an element of it but I also was depressed and then I think um I my mom was always on diets I mean like almost every person in the United States sure. and so she was on. I remember the first diet I went on was Richard Simmons. I had got, I had gotten a little chubby because I went to violin camp and they had an ice cream machine, oh. and um, I loved ice cream and I just kept going
0: back to the machine. And um, who wouldn't? Who so, <laughs> wouldn't? By the way, they should not have had an ice cream machine for <laughs> no. There was no child who wouldn't think I should do this three to four times a day.
1: <laughs> this seems like a
0: good idea. Absolutely.
1: But then, so then I decided to go on this Richard Simmons diet and. And, you know, totally because I was a tiny kid, I lost a bunch of weight and then got lots of kudos for it, you know, like danger, yeah, danger, yeah. danger.
0: So young to start with those
1: but messages. But I was very fun- functional in terms of like, I mean, the gra- eating sort of got gradually worse in which I would binge a whole lot of food, you know, like just eat everything in the house until I was basically kind of passed out right. or and then the next day, either I'd end up doing that again, or I'd go on a strict diet or I'd run. I was, you know, exercise. I would exercise all night. Um, Like my junior of high school, I would exercise all night. And so I was sleeping most of the day during class and like what some of the teachers were like. And I think that also was amplified by the by the, you know, depression and kind of, I mean, now I realize I may have been having some sort of hypomanic episodes of I like, so. like, I would get really agitated and like, really like I'm studying right now, you mm-hmm. know, and get like really
0: hyped and, um, it is, it's like all of those different pieces talking to each other in your brain and everything's just being enacted by you what a well, of course you want to try to control that in some way however that ends up coming out right and nobody knows what you're talking about unless they've
1: been there because i don't know like i had a friend who um in minneapolis when she, she was like 21 and she just wrote a book or didn't just write a book i think it's four years maria hornbacher mm-hmm. it's called madness and she was bipolar one and when i knew her like i thought I didn't totally understand what she was talking about. I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't you know what? I don't
0: know the difference, the difference between bipolar is- one and bipolar two.
1: Well, bipolar one, it, you can go psychotic or there's just like, yeah. And, and there's something where it's like a disconnect where I didn't, I didn't totally understand. And so I, I get it when people don't, you know, understand. Like my parents, when I tried to tell them what was happening, they sent me to a therapist and they did the best they could that they were like, I mean, that I got sent to a therapist was really nice. and Yeah. Um, so, and then that got worse until I went to college, and then it became like the addiction or whatever, the process became sort of got to this extent where it's like I couldn't function, you know, where I was like, you know, not flunking classes, but just like couldn't leave my dorm room. And, mm. and I was like, so then I called the suicide hotline, and they gave me the number to uh some 12 step groups and then that was i got into those and that totally totally helped but i mean i feel like my brain it's just sort of a journey like it's gonna keep
0: <laughs> having new exciting yeah. uh, things with it um it seems so pat and and gross to try to put the spin on it right away but it is something that you know my neither one of Neither one of my parents understood what I went through either. What I had was really, really hard to describe and really rare. Also, I don't know if I've—I really don't know. It's yeah, funny yeah, yeah. I've aired so many episodes, but I don't think I've ever talked about it on my my own podcast. I talked about it on Paul Gilmartin's podcast, right, right, yes. Um, but I, but I, my my thing is, um, my thing is is similar in the sense that I just couldn't. Describe it in a way that made sense to anyone So I thought I am definitely going to end up in a padded cell right, I was 100% right. sure right. That it would just degenerate further and further Until there was no reality That I could kind of hold on to Um, I I have something called, I don't have, I mean, I guess I still have it. I guess you always have it in the same way you can be bipolar, but, um, I have something called depersonalization displacement syndrome and it's kind of anxiety and it's chemical and anxiety and depression based and sort of fueled. But, um, but it's sort of like panic attacks, I guess. But, um, it's this sensation of feeling like you're not in your body. And so I didn't um, I felt like I was floating outside of my body a lot, and so I didn't want to eat food because my tongue felt. It's like being really high, really, 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 really really high, high, but you didn't take anything; it just happens on its own. And it's super uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. I mean, it would happen to me while I was in class. I would be sitting in class, and all of a sudden, I would feel like I was falling through the air while I was sitting in my chair. So I would just be sitting in class, and all of a sudden, I would jolt, (gasps) almost like you know when you're falling asleep and you wake up really fast. You're like, oh, we're I, it's like that, but you're awake the whole time it happens. Oh kind my God. of. That's and so and I would sometimes have to jump out of my seat because the first thing you want to do is run away from whatever that feeling is yeah. or try to move. Or so I got really claustrophobic. So I so I it's, I didn't want to stay in my room, but I also couldn't really go to class because I just kept fe- feeling like I was going to bolt out of the class at any moment and cause a scene. Right, 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 um, right. And uh, and I had this thing where. I couldn't, um, I had to hold on to something or touch something all the time. Cause I really felt like I wasn't inside my body. So I had to walk from, it's my sophomore year in college. I had to walk from my apartment to the creative arts building for class. And there was this long, huge expanse of parking lot and it was just empty except for one light post in the middle. And I would walk with my arms holding onto my arms because another thing that happened to me was I felt like my hands would just drip down. They felt like they were made of like rubber, like plastic man. Oh my god. And I god. felt like they would just like drip down and scrape the asphalt. I just had this feeling that my limbs were endless. And I and I hated that feeling. And it was so frightening. I would just hug, right. Yeah, very oh, frightening. frightening. Okay. So I would just hug myself. Like my arms were always folded. I always had my arms. And I would just like It was, I had to like, how fast can I get to that light post so I can just touch it it. and feel a thing that isn't on me because I feel real weird to myself, touch it, and then get the rest of the way until I could start touching trees and I would walk (laughs) along the hallways in the hall, touching the hall, like the walls on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's crazy I mean that's crazy stuff that's like oh I'm crazy no but I mean but it was real it's
1: real and like I mean I think that's people's brains are magnificent
0: you know like that's (laughs) what I was gonna say actually thank you for taking me back to what I wanted to say which was neither of my parents understood that they certainly were supportive right um mine got started when I was around 16 and got way worse when I went to college who did you try to tell first I tried to tell you know what my mom had gone through horrible depression and stuff when she was younger And I knew that it kind of ran in our family on my mom's side. And I I knew it wasn't as simple as depression by any stretch of the imagination. But I think I thought she'll understand this inherent flaw in me or she'll get this somehow better. And so I told her and yeah, I did tell her first. And she she was great in the sense that she tried to sort of tell me this thing that you're feeling. If it's like my depression, I know you don't want to hear this, but it if you just it'll just get better as you get older because you'll just understand it better and i was like i don't want to hear that i want it to be gone tomorrow yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: um but my dad's when i finally had to tell my dad because i did because i was a wreck and i mean there was a period of time between my my freshman and sophomore year when i was home for the summer where like I had to like, I would like wake him up in the middle of the night and say, dad, I need you to talk to me. I need you to talk to me and like hold my hand and stuff because I can't, you know, I was a little kid, like having a nightmare kind of, but I would wake up in the middle of these attacks. And so his whole point of view as he was trying to be cheerful was, isn't the human brain marvelous? And (laughs) and, and, And aren't you lucky to be so creative and so bright and so sensitive? This is the the cloud the rest of it's a silver lining or whatever you know however you want to look at it but you can't you don't get to have all these qualities that i see in you that are wonderful without a price and the price is that you're highly sensitive and you're fragile in this particular mental way and we just have to figure out how to get you to a place where it's limited or it's you know livable or whatever but don't hate yourself and don't want to die and don't feel that way because all you know he's just very sweet that's and very romantic so awesome. with a capital r like yeah. all the great artists have <laughs> the you know what i mean yeah, like no, he really no. tried to sort of <laughs> put that spin and make me it's so my dad to like still try to make me feel important even with my mental illness right, to be right. like you should be proud right. it's a badge of honor because you're creative and right. bless his heart but in those dark moments like you'll hold on to anything no no to totally. feel like i'm not a piece of crap yeah that's so it was nice so to sweet. have in a weird way to yeah to be encouraged in that way to go All right, I'm crazy, and I'm I. No one understands me, but maybe that's okay for now.
1: Did it help at all with the symptoms? Then after no, no,
0: (laughs) the symptoms I had to I did have to learn to live with. I went on Prozac for a little while. I've been on I was on a, a few different things, but um, it's just a weird disorder that sometimes the best that you can do for yourself is honestly give it time and and it the power started to just. I still have times when yeah. I think I'm going to have a freak out, like yeah. I feel it coming. Yeah. But, um, I, I am, I have lived through it long enough that my brain just kind of go, I'm able to sort of have a conversation with my own head and go, really, do you want to feel like this for the next three hours? Right. Or could right. you just, uh, could we just get skip to the part where it's over and just right. not have it at all? Right, But right, that's right. not true for everyone. I don't advocate Trying to just do that on your own I had to try different medications to learn That some work and some don't And sometimes it's just a matter of like understanding But I would never say to someone Oh, come on, you can do this on your own Like that's especially with something Like, you know, a bipolar disorder Or something where there are very specific Things happening in your brain's chemistry That you shouldn't be expected To manage alone
1: Well, yeah, like I I was I mean, I don't know if that's a thing about Los Angeles Where people are more like well, maybe it's not, a, I mean, people in Los Angeles say it differently, where your brain chemistry is a moral issue, like, oh, you know, instead of any other organ in the body, well, I mean, I guess people say, blame you for being sick, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know, I have just had, I mean, I, I was in the psychiatric hospital, you know, because I was, uh, yeah, having a terrible time, and I totally, with. I think that's the thing. Sometimes people don't realize how unbearable, yeah. like it's not just feeling bad. It's like physically brain wise. It's like, no, I do not want to exist anymore. And it's every moment, you yeah. know, or, or it's coming out, you know? And cause and like sometimes when people say, dep- they're like, Oh yeah, I used to be depressed. I'm like, You know, the way you say it, I I doubt, I doubt that. You know, like, I mean, but that's that's totally judgmental. But But I had somebody come visit me and they were like, um, they go, I just, you know, I just want to let you know, you know, if you want to... Maybe this is what you need to do. Maybe you need to, you know, if you commit suicide, that's kind of something that you need to do. And what you need to go off into the next stage. Yeah, because this person is like sort of. a Well, that spirit- helps if that person, person, person thinks person. that there's
0: something on the other side. Yeah. But what if you
1: don't? Sp- yeah, and I, and I think they're trying to kind of comfort themselves as a spiritual thing, like saying like, um, like you know, if you if you have. Uh, a stroke maybe part of you doesn't your brain you don't want to be in the world anymore like people have that louise hay sort of philosophy yeah. of um that whatever illness you've brought it upon yourself and it's all based in some sort of psychology or self-esteem thing and i i just i mean that's a uh, yeah. Well, I wrote a joke about it, which is that uh, why don't you go bring that ray of sh-
0: sunshine down to the children's hospital? Yeah, nothing uh. gets me. I, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm hard pressed to think of anything that gets me enraged faster <laughs> than when someone's like. I know she seemed like the best human being in the world, but she probably was hurt in some way, even as a child to where she felt she deserved her cancer because she still is responsible for having it. Like yep. nothing makes me furious yeah. faster. Yes. And yeah. indeed <laughs> to the children's hospital Yeah, and indeed to the leukemia ward of the children's hospital where <laughs> these children have portals in their chests yeah. for their chemo. Yeah. No, it's like that I, that. I have seen and thought I will never complain about anything again. Now, mind you, I still complain about things all the time. Yeah, no, of course. But in that moment. (laughs) Well, sometimes
1: water isn't as cold as you'd wish. Sometimes. You kind of want a large.
0: Sometimes someone gives you a skateboard (laughs) on a busy day when you hardly have the time to give it to someone else. especially the valet i, I mean, mean thank to God even the valet be speaking to him <laughs> is you going out on a limb Ooh. please oh, so, you know, it's so funny because i basically had to park my own car oh i feel that i feel that and the aftershave the aftershave why are they allowed to wear aftershave <laughs> Maria, I'm going to back up for a second. I First of all, I know everyone is thinking what I'm thinking, which is like, thank you so much for being willing to be sharing all of this, for being willing to be sharing all of this, uh, for being to be all of this uh, with me. And thank you for, for giving me a reason to sort of talk about my own stuff more because I really don't talk about it that much yeah, yeah. on the podcast. But, um uh I, I just wanted to ask you really quickly, because I know you did play the violin, and you were kind of joking about it and stuff. Is that something that you felt strongly about when you were doing it, or was it like a thing that you started early enough that it just was a thing you did that you didn't think about much? It was
1: a thing I, did, I didn't think about much. Like they said, when I was three, my mom said, do you want to take dancing, or do you want to play the violin? And I didn't know what a violin was, so I thought, I'm going to take that option. And <laughs> dance, I kind of knew, I think I'd taken one ballet dance with the... And I was just, it just didn't seem that much fun. I mean,
0: three years old is so young.
1: But that's what they do for a lot of programs, the Suzuki program, anybody a Suzuki kid, you start out and then you play on a a cigar box. And then then by the time you're kind of actually conscious of what's happening, you've already gotten so much social kudos for being Mm -hmm. kind of freakishly good at something at a small uh, size. And so like I tried to my sister was able to quit piano my mom said and I think this is because I had reached a level where it's like it's pretty good so they go well you know, you can't quit you can't quit till you're 18 and so I kind of just kept <sighs> playing but the good thing about that is that realizing that you know what it's like to practice something and to rehearse and that you it, it does help to practice and rehearse th- something but also that I didn't Enjoy it, like that. I know what it's like not to enjoy an art form. (laughs) No, I think that makes perfect sense. Absolutely. (laughs) Because, like, I've always thought, like, I thought I wanted to be an actor, but the truth is, I don't understand what's going on. (laughs) Like, I can do kooky characters and I can do it face to the camera, but one on one, like, people doing a scene, like, I don't understand what's happening exactly. And I'm not. Yeah, and I'm not totally sure if I enjoy it. And it's like, yeah, just do the stuff you enjoy. Do the stuff you enjoy. Yeah. Like- <laughs> it's funny, though, because I
0: think we both are people. I mean, I think we've indicated just by virtue of describing our mental malady yeah. <laughs> that we live in our heads a lot, Yeah, yeah, like it or not, yeah. and that um, that it can be confusing to overthink stuff to a degree where – you lose track of what enjoyment feels like and means. And I think, especially in this business, you get a lot of people telling you what you should enjoy. And that's very insidious because then you start thinking, I'm supposed to be really excited about this thing, but I'm not supposed to be that excited about this. But I feel weirdly the opposite. And should I trust myself? Should I not? I mean, it's like, talk about... We chose something that enables us to spin and spin and spin and spin more than a lot of other things we could be doing. I know. Well, they. I I read this book called um,
1: Okay Fame Junkies, and it was like a, it's it's like a nonfiction book, uh, kind of doing studies about different studies and essays about fame and how it is kind of mental illness. Like it is a comfort for people. A lot of people who are in it. I mean, not. Not to put myself down, but like to go, well, the feeling I feel on stage of that just sort of like peace is an endorphin thing, you know, like other people would be like, oh, I never want to be on stage, you know, and it's like, it's relaxing or, um, yeah, just, uh, like that just, it makes, makes more sense. And also the kind of the mania or the excitement of like, um, not knowing what's next, like yeah. I, I kind of like that. I don't, I don't mind that. I don't know if I'll ever work again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, or I mean, I, I, I mean, I probably do. I did sign up at, uh, at my Apple One again this year because I thought I did. I went into the Psych Ward this year three times, and it was just like. No, it was like just.
0: You, are you talking about at a private facility? Or are you talking uh, about at uh j- just a basic, basic hospital, like a hospital, Yeah, basketball. So basement. you're not talking about like I always I I just like to separate that between like a state institution, which is basically just a horrible prison where no there's no money and people don't necessarily get better there they
1: they well, get worse sometimes. Well, yeah, no, I mean it's. I, I was at Glendale Adventist, which is a, um, that's based in the Seventh day Adventist. So it's, I guess it's private in that, but I think it's for profit. Like I, it was paid for
0: by my insurance and yeah. they have a lot of Medicare, Medicaid people there. And, and it I was, just worry about places that are essentially like, shove this person who can't do anything in there and just get them out of the forget way. About, yeah. Well, the I mean, the one thing, I mean, I advocate
1: going to the hospital for, and for, for myself, and I'm saying this for myself, it's like, if I'm thinking of killing myself, go in Absolutely. like because I feel I feel like that would prevent a lot of suicides. Is the because sh- at least in my mind, my brain was not thinking well at the time. It was like going, oh, you know, it would just be neater and cleaner if I. Commit suicide rather than go through the whole rigmarole of going to you know going to a hospital oh, oh. and then the forty
0: thousand dollars that's going to cost. I think there's a real. I was thinking about this. By the way, I don't mean to interrupt no. you. I, I just get real. Uh, no no, no no. When it's I'm exciting. talking about no, no. something that I I knew. Mm. Yeah, no, don't. No. I just lo- I just adore you yeah. and that and I and I, we don't know each other that well, oh, no. but I knew all of this without knowing it. Yeah, I yeah. knew all of this was I didn't know. But I'm not surprised that any of these things are happening. But my synapses are all like, Maria, Janet, Maria, Janet, Maria, Janet. But I was thinking about this when I was, I was just in San Francisco and I was walking past, like, you know, a fire truck arriving, ambulance was already there, they were pulling out the stretcher. And from what I could tell, and I do, I'm not the person who crosses the street to go see what's going on, I'm definitely not that person. Um, mostly because I'm afraid of what I'll see, but also because I do like to think of myself as like, I'm not a looky loo. I don't do that. <laughs> really? However, I did look over from yeah, across the street and go, I wonder what's up. Yeah. Um, in San Francisco, it seems like more often than not, it's uh, like a homeless person or somebody who's, uh, you know, um, indigent and drunk. And sometimes they just pass out and it's unknown. Are they. Okay, what's going on? Right. Um so that's I guess what I was sort of expecting, but instead there was a girl, sort of just a girl, you know, like a girl, a woman our age maybe, I don't know, 20s, 30s, something, I don't know. But she was she was sitting on the curb kind of with her head in her hands and then she looked up and I saw this look on her face and I I thought again, I this is based on nothing. I'm just yeah. drawing this whole huge conclusion. But as the fire engine, is, you can hear the fire engine, she just looked embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, and that's what what came up for me with the whole suicide thing, too, is that when you're in that space and it's not rational, there's a piece of that that's like the fucking public humiliation of acknowledging (laughs) my... I'm embarrassed that I feel like committing suicide. That's like there's right, a right. piece of that. It's like there's there's so much different stuff going on that going to a hospital. What is it? The middle of the night, and there are going to be people with you know, somebody who has the flu, and then they're like, it, like you're still well, able they, to kind of think about weird normal pieces like that, even though you're living in a world of it's better to die, which is not normal.
1: Right, right, right. Well, there's so, and there is stigma and social pressure to support that, where people go. Hey, you can suck it up, right? Like, yeah. you know, like, well, just because I don't think people and me myself as well, like, I I don't think um, before I went, you know, got to a point where I needed to go to the hospital. I I think I was judgmental of people who you know committed suicide, or I was like, well, oh, geez, you know. And it's like, but once I was like, oh, I I get it, yeah. you know, it is. Uh, this is this is not good, and also, I mean, people do get tired of it. I mean, it's compassion fatigue. I have, you know, I have, I get t- tired of myself being super sensitive and all that stuff. And I have friends who are super sensitive. And I go, oh come on, you know, it's it's exhausting to be around somebody who, um, you know, is depressed or mm-hmm. is um, or does things that are cray cray that are upsetting and and so but then it's like it's also uh, upsetting to be around somebody with cancer. I mean it's kind of boring to be around somebody who's like how's chemotherapy
0: today? I have to hear about this again. I mean you know like it's so, but there's no, but d- and, and it's boring and it's uncomfortable and and we're we're all aware that we're fragile and nobody wants to be reminded of our f- fragility right. or our mortality yeah yeah that we don't like that nobody likes that thank god there are people who are caregivers who are working in hospices and stuff because as much as i feel like i'm empathetic and i like volunteering i'm volunteering because i know i'm going to go to that leukemia mm-hmm. ward and i'm going to be able to walk away from that experience and not go back the next uh, day yeah feel that all over again it's hard yeah yeah
1: well that that was funny too like just the interesting like who who came to visit because i've been a person who i didn't visit my friends in the hospital i i did i i did visit some of my friends in the psych ward but um but i didn't and now i realize oh my god if somebody's in a hospital go visit i mean because it (sighs) sucks and like just like d- d- do whatever, because it's it's so bad. And those whatever the one hour that the person is there is and yeah. So I, but it was interesting who showed up. You know, like some of my super sensitive friends couldn't couldn't do it. But then my friends who are like more partiers <laughs> were like, we're coming over. Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, we're bringing you chocolate bars and whatever. They won't let us bring in booze,
0: <laughs> uh, but. You know, it's just really jumped into it like they would anything. Yeah, no big, no big deal. And did um, you have friends who said, um, were they honest with you? Like, I this is just going to be too hard for me. Or no,
1: I don't think people didn't say it, but I could just sense like, yeah, they didn't really want to talk, didn't want to talk, or um, yeah, it's just frightening. And and I get it. My mom's gone manic, my aunt's gone manic, and I was afraid um i was afraid to talk to them because it was kind of stressful like like you know my mom was going off about something that was kind of cray cray and at the and i didn't have that kind of mania but i think i was really depressed you know crying and it's like well that's hard it's hard to listen to somebody and um yeah it's just hard but i yeah that's that's my new i have my new suicide chunk where i'm uh i'm really excited about where it's a uh, you know, if you ever think, but I'm a waste of space and I'm a burden. That also describes the Grand Canyon. <laughs> oh, but I owe people a lot of money and everybody hates me. <laughs> Hello, Europe. Oh, oh, but I killed someone. So have onion rings, firecrackers, who gives a shit? Oh, but i done some other horrible, unforgivable thing. There's six billion of us. Google it. Somebody has done exactly what you've done, and they are currently on a book tour.
0: Oh. You're never alone. Because uh, <laughs> like this is why people love you because you're so you're so honest in your stand up and you. I don't know how you've like your, the whole, your whole. Whenever you do like the sort of mental illness or call, and calling to talk to you know, yeah, the, I'm, too to be be stressed. Stressed. I'm too blessed to be stressed, That always, especially and for someone like me who I mean you know has gone through it and and it's so it's such a relief to hear it mm. <laughs> made fun of by someone who knows what they're talking about. Well, I'm glad you think
1: that. I mean, obviously not not all not all crowds think of this. I mean, I'm gonna like. We're out on a Saturday night and we don't have a good time. I'm about to get married. What are you
0: doing? Listen,
1: sister. A year in, you know, like, this all this material is going to make sense to you. That's right. No, I don't know. I've record it. Record I, it on your phone. <laughs> um, um,
0: let me let, let me ask you this, just uh, contextually for for kind of talking about adolescence for a second. Yes. So so you you isolated. Did you have anyone? Did you have friends that that did you have friends that you could be normal maria with but not be honest with or did you have none or did you have friends who kind of understood that something was up um no i mean i was
1: totally had pals
0: like i'm kind of the same i was you know that
1: i am now you know yeah. just like fairly social and uh but I, I don't think i told anybody at all what was ha- happening you know that i was i asked friends from high school hey did you know like that I had an eating disorder or whatever, and they're like, yes.
0: They're oh, like- they did? But it was never discussed then?
1: <laughs> well, because I, I didn't go way heavier or way scrawny. I just kind of stayed around the middle. So like, well, when I actually I asked to go through a treatment program, an outpatient treatment program, under, I was still under my parents' insurance. Um, a friend of the family was a guy who worked at the clinic, where my dad worked, and so that's where I got... We'll get the shirts. He inter- interviewed me and he called me and he's like, well, you just look great. I mean, I just don't understand. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. You know? <laughs> if that's what you're, yeah. Where do you start? You Where do great. you start? If that's the beginning yeah, of the yeah. conversation. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, Uh, But yeah, I had, I had good friends, but I don't think I could, there's just nothing to be able to talk about it. And I think it seems like now there's just so much more openness to, and there's a great, if anybody has teenagers who's listening uh, to this podcast who have any mental illness kind of things, there's this great book and it's written by Kurt Cobain's cousin, who's a registered nurse. I think she's a psychiatric nurse and it's called, um, it sounds really depressing, but it, it's called When Nothing Matters Anymore. Mm. And it's this great book with profiles, with photos of teenagers who have, you know, and uh, you know, whatever their diagnosis was and how they're doing now, like a follow up of how they're doing now. And it just seems like there's so much more support or, or it seems like younger people are like, yeah, I'm schizophrenic. Yeah. I have, like, cause people come up to me after the shows and they're like, yeah, I'm close, you know, but, and which that just. That wasn't my experience growing up at all. So it's so it's awesome. I think it's getting better and better.
0: I'm heartened by that, but I just felt like I've turned into that old grumpy lady who's like, there are no, there's no support, there's no role models. It's Kim Kardashian all the time. It's like, there's no one who's I need. I would have needed someone to. see. I would have. Lo- Listen, if I if you were if I were a teenager and I got to see you go do stand up and talk and do mm-hmm. your exact act that you're doing now, yeah. I would have felt so much so less it. crazy. I would have felt like, oh, I love this woman and she's, I can relate to that. She gets me on some level without even having met me and Aww. that was a huge, that would have been huge. I mean, in, in, in my case, and this has come up on the podcast a lot, but in my case, I think it was more sort of music and movies and, right, and right. I think what I, what I thought of when you said that about the book and about, you know, that it's okay to kind of say like, listen, I'm schizophrenic. I think that I was drawn to that sort of music and like the goth kind of world because like it was like robert smith was clearly miserable or like you know what i'm saying somebody (laughs) was saying listen isn't this hard and i think that exists in the arts for teenagers a lot but how that translates into actual help and actual diagnosis and actual the brightening of it rather than finding a way to sink into it at least to feel like you're not the only one that's like there's a there's there probably was a much bigger gap that is now being closed I hope from what you're saying yeah, more
1: i hope so. i mean I think I mean I just think like there's other another great book called welcome to the jungle um it's about uh, it's a really funny book about being bipolar about, about um how to care for it's just a great book I can't remember the author's name but' just a woman uh just great book and there's um yeah, like even in my hometown which is kind of progressive but they have like a special adolescent psychiatric unit that's like it's, it's a home setting so it mm. isn't um so much like a hospital cuz um hospital it's just it's super depressing. It's, it's depressing how 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 depressing hospitals are. Like you yeah. just go Hey, breast cancer, they got pink ribbons and teddy I bears know. and the nurses are walking around with funny glasses oh, and no. laughing with balloons and then it's like psych ward, it's like tap it down in there like Got a, you, there's a big screen TV playing Ultimate Fighting and then there's a smoke bucket. It's like yeah.
0: you've got guys- After a while <laughs> we just stopped repainting because we know the walls are gonna be ruined again. So just so oh yeah. It's
1: so yeah, it's so uh, sad but uh, yeah I, I get really and I get passionate about that idea that um y- you know schizophrenia is something a, a lot not not all the homeless population but a lot of uh that goes untreated because there's no money in it you know there's no no schizophrenics or people who um it's such an unmanageable disease and it's difficult, you know, you know, no one's going to buy yogurt. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Who's like, listen, I'm fabulous. And I'm (laughs) schizophrenic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's so, so, uh, difficult. I just get, I get really mad about that. That's, I
0: think that's one. That's another one. That's um, like bipolarity and 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 schizophrenia. There are like a lot of crossover misdiagnoses that happen too in that world and in, in the mental illness world in general. Where, I mean, I have a girlfriend who was diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic and was uh. medicated as such for years and was w- was the worse for it because uh. she wasn't. Yeah, And so the drugs that she was on were making her worse in other new, weird ways. Right. And that rabbit hole can be really scary where you, you just hope that you have the right person behind you kind of doing, I mean, and a lot of the time it's, it's not, misgu- it's never misguided. I mean, so rarely it was misguided, but just to feel like you're in your, when you turn your mental health over as with any, you know, same with your physical body too, but sort of different in a way because there's more mystery involved that you're saying gosh i really hope you're right about this and that whatever i'm putting into my body is going to help because and your brain's all screwed up the one thing that would help you to accept
1: the thing yeah. <laughs> or help you to believe in it or yeah. help you to take it in
0: is all screwed up it's your you it's the core of what's happening <laughs> is your mind
1: yeah, yeah. i mean that, that because i i when i was going through the terrible time like i I was looking on the internet. I was on crazymeds.com, which is a really funny um feed where you can people check in and they say what meds they've been on and what med and it's all kind of personal experience stuff and, and that was s- super funny and helpful but at the same time like I was so distraught that I couldn't yeah that I just needed to be somewhere, you know, where I was safe and uh you know cuz also I didn't want to put the pressure on my family and friends that they'd have to watch me you know right. cuz they're not they're not professionals and <laughs> I felt like
0: uh yeah but and why add to your own feelings of again just going back to the whole shame and that that sort of stuff that kind of creeps in too of feeling like I'm a burden I'm responsible to these people you know and
1: that's and and
0: they're terrified too yeah. like it's like my friend and you're a like, caring person. So yeah. you want, like, somehow you want to be taking care of them even as you're unraveling. Right, like, right, right. Let right, me take right. care of you through right. this process it's of me wanting right. to kill myself. Yeah, myself. Yeah, wow. That's ra- like layers, I'll man. Drop. That is layers. <laughs> i am driving myself.
1: But, but yeah, no, no, I'm totally, uh, that, that it's, um, yeah, and it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I just, and I think the reason I w- want to talk about it is to tell myself, and also, to, I mean, it's very selfish to want affirmation from other people. Like, go, oh, I'm not i al- I'm not alone. That, um, uh, yeah, that I'm not alone, and, and, and because you feel, or I don't know, but I, I felt like, oh, I'm this, like I'm a smart person, like I should be able to figure this out, or I've. Done tons of work on myself, like I should be able to fix it and and uh and I just wasn't able, like the worse it just got worse and worse. And and yeah, it's super embarrassing. I had to leave a gig. Uh I was in Chicago and I just I was on this new medication and I didn't sleep the night before and I just like I was walking around Chicago and I lost all my identification somehow. I mean, oh just totally God. odd. Like yeah. I didn't know what was happening. Then I cut myself somewhere and I was bleeding oh. and I just I got back to the hotel and I called my mom and she's like, C- you know, come go home now and um and the best part is she said, "Honey, somehow get to the airport, sweetie. I don't know what you need to do. But get to Delta. Tell them your gold medallion. And tell them about your website. And so it came to pass, as my friend Jackie K. Chinoa says, and, uh, and, I, and because I am a privileged and am gold medallion, I was uh, given a first class ticket home. No, because I was bleeding Maria. and weeping. Oh my God! (laughs) They want to get that person out. (laughs) That
0: is—they want to get that person seated first, so that everyone can parade past them and look down at the bleeding, weeping woman in first class,
1: trembling, totally You know, that's one thing. I mean, I haven't had psychosis, and that seems—I mean, that seems really frightening too. But um, I'm. Yeah, and knock on wood.
0: But is that is that something? If you if you don't know the answer to this, by all means, yeah. I don't expect you to. But when we talk again, when we talk about psycho, and this is not a mental health program, but right. right. Um, when we talk about psychosis, are is that something that can manifest in being bipolar? bipolar yes, yes. and also schizophrenia and schizophrenia. Yeah, okay. yeah. So
1: I think I'm not sure exactly what the difference is uh, at all. I don't know.
0: So, but I. I want to say... But that's just a real sort of disconnect to the degree that you may black out in some regard or you may not remember something happening or you may... Just your your whole sense of reality shifts on its access so much, much yeah. that it's just not... You can't even get yourself to a hospital because logic has sort of flown out the window.
1: Well, like with my mom, when she became manic she started saying, I've got to call the Pope. i got to call the Pope. But she was calling the Pope, telling him about things, and like calling a bunch of people, telling my manager that I was unsafe and I needed to be getting, got, got off the internet. And she was kind of talking, you know, kind of like a um, specific goals, like yeah. goal-oriented, and she couldn't let go of it and was kind of laughing and cackling and stuff like that. But she didn't... Ha- but then my aunt had a manic episode, and she did kind of get kind of like like a bit dreamy, like, like you're an angel and things like that. But then I don't know if schizophrenia is when you really, it, I don't know if it's a matter of extended periods of time where you
0: have um, sensory hallucinations. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. Gosh, even talking about this stuff, it's so funny. I feel my breath start to kind of get short. Like yeah. there's a little bit of a clamp down that yeah. happens where I'm like, Yes, these are all things that can happen to the brain and and I no, relate and I'm it's we're just these the same way. I mean not the same way, but you know, you're doing something and you're wondering why your iPhone starts going on the fritz or you know, this your word like my word program is like just the idea of our computer- our brain is a computer in a sense. Just kind of this the misfirings and the whole I think I always think that too, again, with San Francisco. It's so funny, but um the way mental illness, what the, the way that you encounter it on the street so much in a way that you just don't in Los Angeles. You right. certainly, those of you who live in Chicago and New York and places like that, you see it too. San Francisco um, is where I lived for 10 years. So, and I was living in a neighborhood that was very close to a very poor neighborhood. Yeah. And so I was, I just saw it all the time. And, and I, I always marveled at how the way that the human brain quote unquote breaks in such a similar way, even when you're odd and schizophrenic or having like in a psychosis, like the fact that the way it manifests is so frequently that person's having an imaginary conversation or that person has come up to me as though they know me and is acknowledging some conversation we've never had. And just the way it's, there's not to say it's always consistent like that, but just sort it's of similar. going, Wow, it's so interesting how cray cray, quote yeah, unquote, yeah. <laughs> you know, how it manifests consistency. I don't know. Like Well that yeah, that there is a
1: pattern to it, that it's not just like this um, you know, like well, like that person's crazy. It's like, no, it's a specific thing. Yeah. Everybody like um, my friend works in mental health, and she says, "You know, a lot of people who are schizophrenic talk a lot about God. You know, are very right. religious." And I thought that, and and I read that in another book that was written by a psychiatric nurse in LA, and it was published out of the UK. I can't remember what it is, but she's she has manic depression, and then she wrote about the LA County mental health system, and uh, I don't know if she got fired for doing that, or they had a story about the LA Weekly, but. Um, yeah, she was saying that all have religious obsessions and, um, like this one guy, I was in the hospital with this guy and he kept talking, quoting from job, ja, Job, the mm-hmm. book of Job, which mm-hmm. is all about like, you're punished, you're punished by God because he's just trying to test you. I was like, Oh my God. Well, you've been through enough, man. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: Seriously. You, <know? laughs> you have no teeth and no pants. Oh God. Um, and and, the, and also the paranoia of schizophrenia, yeah. like, like the, the feeling that it's like the worst narcissism you could ever have, ever. It's not good. It's not that you think you're great. It's that you feel important enough that everyone is out to get you. Yeah. What a horrible, torturous thing to have your brain tell you. Like people are trying to poison you. Every time you take a bite of food, that person... Yeah. Once you dead. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that is a nightmare, a it, living nightmare. nightmare. Yeah.
1: Oh, that was I think the amazing. It's some of the nicest, kindest people in the hospital were schizophrenic people because I think they have been through the ringer. Mm. It, it, you know, th- to this. You know, and just kind of that acceptance of like, so one guy was like, "Well, I, you know, I, I went off my meds and then I went, I went on the streets again and then I guess I'm going to try to live in this." Um, like a a house, but I I just don't know. I kind of I kind of want to be on the streets again, and and I, but he would say to me like I'd be wandering around in a circle uh, uh, around the cement courtyard, cheerful cement courtyard, mm. and uh, he'd say, uh, "It gets better." Like every time I went, you know, and I'm like. Oh, my God. You're oh. killing me, man. Oh, <laughs> like,
0: oh. <laughs> oh, no. But I'm worried because it's almost five. I oh, five. yeah. W- uh, oh, 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 wow. Jesus, I, know, I, I totally know. forgot. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm com- worried. I could not have forgotten more. I actually have an appointment. Yes, uh, no, like my uh, uh This was amazing. We yeah. talked for over an hour. I could talk for another hour. No, this was super um, fun, and
1: it's all my favorite topics.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, maybe I can have you back, and we can just continue this conversation. I guess I like to try to. I mean, this is really tough stuff that we're talking about, and I I, I don't mean to to um, oversimplify it by trying to put a like a happy face on it. Oh, yeah. But I guess I do try to end podcasts, even with some of the tough stuff, by sort of saying like, "Is there like what is there something that you? I think we talked about it a little bit earlier, but is there is there something that you derive jo- joy from even in those moments or this even just taking the joy of like. Listen, there are people who are out there yeah. whose job it is to help you not harm yourself. Yeah, yeah. Thank God that exists or anything like that to just kind of give hope for to, to, to somebody who might be listening to this who feels like I get so hopeless, you know?
1: Well, I, yeah, I got to say for about six months, it was really it felt bad like i was and i'm not a person like i'm totally like self help you know gratitude list but it felt so bad that i just i i couldn't like i just couldn't get it like i couldn't get it and i you know like i'd hear like the stone is worn smooth you know by the the, the waters and that's how it becomes a beautiful agate you know but oh. i just couldn't you know t- i i couldn't take it in but The one thing that was hopeful about that is that when I talked to other people, they said, yep, it was rough for a year for me, you know, and I just, just stay alive, just stay alive. And that's, that's all you got to do. And I was like, okay, you know, and, and even though I didn't believe that it was going to get any better, like, I was just like, this is so horrible. I can't even believe it. Uh, yeah, just, just Stick around, and it may take a while, which th- nobody wants to hear.
0: Though, like yeah, was nobody wants...
1: Yeah, the, like I, I could say that I. I, mean, I did. There was chocolate cake occasionally at the hospital, and there were plenty of lovely people and stuff. But I, um I gotta say, yeah, it was sort of a, a you know,
0: not pop not good feeling so and we're also living in a culture oh god i could talk for five more hours Yes, we're also living in a culture where we're taught that things should happen instantly so exactly, we're you're yeah, fighting yeah. that too you're yeah. being told just stick around it may take time and and everything in what we're conditioned to believe is it shouldn't take time it should be tomorrow well then and, yeah. and but the hope in the hope existing in that it that's that you if you can survive that that it does and you just keep can. going back like
1: um, the book Madness by Mara Hornbacher was like super, super hopeful to me. Like she's hospitalized, I think three or four times a year yeah. for, cause she, it, it, it's just a really s- severe case. And I just go, okay, you know, like, well, you know, what, I, I I gotta, I gotta be willing to, uh, you know, be, because because life is good, you know, and it is, um, there is, um, it, it, like, mean, I'm so grateful now. I, I can't believe how oh, much much better I feel like now. It's like, I mean, that's that is the gift of it. Of anything is like you just go, oh my god, I'm so, I'm so grateful just to enjoy, <laughs> you know, like writing in my
0: notebook for goodness sake yes, yes. <laughs> but it is and and to and to be able to be in a place where you can some part of you even if it feels like it's not taking it in that someone can say you know what it likes to what you know what it feels like to feel good and yeah. right now Making that comparison feels embittering because you feel like you're never going to feel that way again. Yeah. But I know I am not where you are right now, and I know better, and I can see a larger scope, and I can say you can feel that way again if you're willing to stick around. Yeah, just stick
1: around, and yeah. it's and it's horrendous. It's horrendous, and um, but it, you know, it does, it it will get better. And I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know. At least that's what, what my story was, and I didn't sure. believe that it was going to get better, so. So there that is.
0: Maria, thank you so much for sure. doing the podcast. No, I'm I so glad. couldn't be less interested in turning off this microphone. I know everybody will feel the same way, but thank you so much. No, no problem. I'm so glad um, it, was, it, was, it was my it favorite was topics, and I love great. I love your pillows, which <laughs> she's pockets. surrounded by weird, funny pillows. They're That's really great pillows. They're important here.
1: pillows that need to be celebrated.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. Thanks, and uh, and guys, as always, you know, please feel free to send questions and comments, and um, and. Thank Thanks for listening.
1: Bye.
0: As always, the JV Club theme song is Before We Were Brittle, courtesy of the amazing Say Hi.